0: Hello, and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real, raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavoda, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risk being ridiculed, or even risk the loss of their professional status, as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find throughout the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. In this episode of Song Collected Podcast, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing the divine creator and founder of Living Libations, Nadine Artemis. Living Libations is her line that she has created to provide you with everything that you need for healthy hair, skin, and teeth. I know you're going to be curious about what Nadine has to offer and will want to try some of her offerings, so be sure to use the link livinglibations.com forward slash TSC to get 10% off of your purchase. And if you don't remember the link right now, don't worry about it. It is in the show notes. Nadine has been formulating for decades with an uncompromising commitment to purity and quality. You will not be disappointed. And I know you're going to love this interview. So enjoy the show. And once again, that link is livinglibations.com forward slash TSC. Hey everyone, Sasha here for another interview for the Sovereign Collective podcast. And today we're going to get into true beauty, natural beauty. What does that mean? Because I really think that the definition of beauty has really changed, or some people seem to be changing it these days, because a lot of women are identifying more with how their face doesn't move and how fat it can stay in certain areas, rather than really understanding how to nourish the skin from the inside and from the outside. So that's really changed over time, and, and with that comes a lot of other unnecessary products that people are using. They're probably not to their benefit, and we're going to get into what some problems might be and side effects might be from some of the natural mainstream beauty care out there. And my guest today is somebody who I have interviewed actually many years ago for my program on conscious pregnancy and parenting called Your Conscious Pregnancy and Parenting Guide. And that's where I wanted to inform parents as to the truth about what they were slathering all over their new babies and their children and how how harmful that was and how unnecessary and harmful those things were and the alternative to to what they were currently using. And so today I have with me Nanine Artemis. She is the founder of Living Libations, where she she formulates divine botanical formulations for your skin, for your hair, for your teeth, really quite beautiful, beautiful stuff. And she's definitely the queen out there of the natural beauty realm and natural beauty realm and effective skincare as well. She's the author of Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care, and she's been on a lot of... Screens or stages and screen like interviews and things like that. She's on the a, a very popular uh, guest on the um, with the Longevity Now conferences back in the day when David Wolf was putting those on. So today we're going to get into beauty, and I'm going to save the dental care for uh, next time because I think there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of different areas to go in, and I have my own personal questions. And one question that I didn't ask you, Nadine, when I saw you speak here in Calgary many many years ago. So we're going to talk about beauty future podcast is going to be on dental care. And we're going to talk about the truth about that. What are you putting on your skin? And what are the alternatives that you can use? And, you know, for me, it's more about not like anybody can fake it, but what is it possible from the natural realm, right? What can we actually do from the inside out from the outside in to really truly enhance our bodies and our faces, but but also not just Deny the fact that we're also getting older, right? Like, you know, things change over time and that's just the way it is. And it's like women have bought into this idea that we can't do that anymore. So anyways, that was long-winded. Thank you, Nadine, for being here today. I really look forward to talking with you. I know there's gonna be so many things we can get into. And I know you have a lovely little story about how you got into this and you've said it a million times, but <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about how you love to make up your potions and make up your formulations and make your perfumes and things like that when you were young and playing in nature. And we'll go from that.
1: Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm so happy to be here and amazing that it was probably over a decade ago that we spent last.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Amazing.
1: Yeah, so I feel lucky to be, uh, you know, blending and mixing and concocting because apparently as a kid, I also really like to mix mud and crush flowers and like anoint my body, jump in the lake, do that kind of stuff. And then inside the house and my bathroom was like filled with hundreds of bottles of perfumes and other hand-me-downs. I was the youngest in the family. And so I got the, you know, hand-me-downs from my mother and sister, their cosmetic hand-me-downs as well. And uh, I don't know, I just had that fascination. I could even take her Chanel perfume and mix it with like the baby powder underneath the sink. (laughs) And just, you know, lots of things didn't necessarily make sense or even go over to a friend's house and uh, see what they had. And we would whip up things in their like blender and, you know, dance to records (laughs) kind of stuff. But then that passion finally uh, found some purpose. Um, When I was in high school, we had a moment where we could sort of do our self-directed learning and there was a science fair project. And I didn't know what I was going to do. But I found this book on making cosmetics at the library, which I totally found fascinating. And uh, there was a chapter on perfumery that really spoke to me. And it talked about the distillation of plants. And it was like, it's like, back then in the 80s, we didn't have any, I didn't, there was no like concept of perfumes coming from anything. And quite frankly, obviously, those perfumes really just come from you know a lab of petroleum byproducts yeah that have smells um so the book said to you know these things these distillations are called essential oils and you could probably find some at a health food store so my mom you know drove drove us into the into the city of toronto and that's where i got my first whiff of jasmine orange lemongrass ylang and it really spoke to me differently although I didn't have the vocabulary then and there wasn't this like understanding of natural and synthetic that we have today, but it spoke to me and I bought them and then I mixed them and I recreated Lair de Tant for that. Uh, Nina Ricci's Lair de Tant for that uh, project. And uh, that was really fun. And then, you know, continuing my teens, just having fun, you know, with the teen stuff. And there's a lot of grooming when you're teen, like for body, right? I feel like you're especially a girl, right? like you're getting into it and you're like, what's this stuff? And, and actually that was sort of felt like peak for me. I really haven't cared much about, you know, sort of makeup and stuff since then. Um, but it was a really neat time and I was experimenting with things. And I even like take like white eyeshadow and then mix it with my lip balm to sort of create like a white lipstick and stuff. But then I got to university and uh, you know, I was skipping school that day. First year's hard, really trying to find the subjects you want and that kind of thing. Anyway, I was skipping school. And um, Lisa Binet, who's, who's oh, yeah. loving likes really cool because we're we're friends now we got to meet and mm. she uh was like oh my god Nadine Artemis and I felt I was like she looks so familiar anyway we're, we're at a party and just a friend's birthday party for like it's like a seven-year-old birthday party nothing <laughs> too wild and she was just thanking me for some of the research I'd done she'd seen my talk I'd given on breast health and then it was really cool because I was able to say well Uh, really, you're very much a part of like why I'm even talking about breast health right now or making, you know, beautiful massage oils for breast care. Because that day that I skipped school back in like whatever, 1990, um, I saw her on a talk show and she started talking about uh, food and the environment and like just all that stuff we didn't really know about then, you know, growing the agricultural practices and, you know, How normal, like, you know, farming of like vegetables, you know, in normal agriculture just takes up so much liter and liters of water and pesticides and just that whole picture of really connecting food to the environment, to your body. So I found that pretty life changing. And um, luckily, I also walked by every day home, a little health food store called Grains and Beans and Things. So I bought all these books, I learned how to like dissect labels at the supermarket. And then, you know, getting that wisdom from Lisa Binet about eating, I, I just, it was about a month period, but I really just shifted how I was eating. Went to the farmer's market, got organic food, learned how to make sourdough bread and lentils and like cashew milk back in like 1990. Right, salad, like, you know, things that we know more about now. And so with that and reading the labels, I just like looked to the, what I thought was sort of the green beauty, although I don't even think we had that phrase then, the green beauty products from the body shop. And it was just a, once I really looked at those labels with fresh eyes, it was just another total petroleum promised land. And so that's, you know, really when my beauty got renegade. And, uh, and I was like kind of relieved in the sense of like, now I finally have an excuse to legitimately and purposefully concoct, you know, press, press the petals and the tinctures from trees and combine them all. To take care of the body. And then what was also cool at that time, once I finally found my compass, so to speak, and I started taking like the fun world of women's studies courses. And what I found fun about that is it's interdisciplinary. And we weren't just reading like old things, we were reading like our bodies ourselves and looking at issues with birth control or, you know, the history of uh, like women's bodies, you know, in, in fertility or not fertility. And also, um, you know, I was reading things like the beauty myth and look, you know, even the history of like mercury or lead and the lipstick. But just the things that we have done in in the name of beauty, what's been done to us in the name of beauty. And it all really I felt tied in. And then also from the books I was getting from the health food store, I was reading things about like just like if you had constipation or a headache or just like all, you know, all those things that can go like off with the body, the imbalances. That we definitely don't need like medical attention for i mean or i could get to that stage but because that's what i also found growing up is like if there was a thing or a stomach ache they totally you know nobody knew i once had gas like just gas, <laughs> and was like taken to the hospital and like had a like you know what i mean it's just like oh my god um so all that These stuff, days so you want
0: to know how to take care of that and not go to the You sure do. Oh, yeah. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> I am like deeply into like, you know, how do we take care of ourselves on every level without an appointment? Because really, right. I'm just not into the appointments. Like, no. I don't want to just, you know, it's like so boring and many things. I don't even want to go to a hair appointment. So I decided right. to not right. cut my hair, right? Because <laughs> it's just like, I've got other things to do, so to speak. I also like to really keep the It's like, obviously, I'm, you know, thinking about the body and the health of the body really all the time because it's sort of my job. And then I'm thinking of new creations or inventions. But truly, like I'm when I'm looking at an area like understanding digestion or headaches or how, you know, that they're connected. And that was like new for me because I would get headaches as a teen. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just seeing the liver that just that really there are other options than aspirin and like Pepto-Bismol and going to the doctor, you know, a lot of the time. Um, so that was really fascinating. I was just combining that with my concoctions with sort of like understanding all that deep stuff and the nuances of women's bodies in Western history and looking at just like ways that we can like, you know, take care of a headache, not be constipated, all that kind of stuff, take care of eczema. So then I started making beauty products too, that were like, you know, things for eczema. I made a blend called waitress legs so that people, uh, a lot of uh, us, Mm -hmm. you know, we get the spider veins from waitressing, that kind of thing. And yeah, then I was going through university, I was concocting. And then by the t- last year, I was just like so ready because I just had this vision that I wanted to put this all together in a store. And then in 1992, I opened um, up Osmosis, which was North America's first full concept aromatherapy store. That's amazing.
0: That's amazing that you went straight to the business because that's when I started looking into things as well, but I just started dabbling, trying, but you made it your whole business. Like that was your life from then on. That's really amazing. And how long did you have that story? And when did Living Libation start?
1: Yeah. So that took to about like, uh, that was like 92 to 99 and it was really great, but just wanting to transition and like, it just felt like the store, there was like, the it was the beginning, not the beginning of the internet, but, you know, a more common use. Yeah. And so there was, a, you know, had a website, I'd created an inhale by mail catalog and just feeling like, yeah, that there was something, you know, just, I wanted to get to the country and it just felt like the store was like a bit of a chain mm. and I wanted to transition things. So it took like a year off because it really was quite like, kind of like kid to like business, right? To like 29, I felt like I hadn't stopped. Right. And... Yeah. um yeah so then yeah then i just sort of pretended i was retired for a year <laughs> like you know just nice. just, just chilling and integrating and kind of cleaning the files in my mind and what did i want to go forward with and all those things. And of course I wanted to go forward with all the beautiful oils and plants in my concoctions. Um, and then I would just sort of, I was just sort of doing things simply like setting up little scent salons in my house once a month. So I'd whip up a fresh batch of things and then invite people over. Cause I would meet people in the street and they're like, Oh my God, like I need your lip balm. Like, you know, <laughs> it's basically, but yeah. like the lip balm, it's so simple, but it literally just heals people's lips. You kind of just apply it once chapped lips are gone. You're not applying it 20 times a day, you know? Heck, mm-hmm. you probably don't even need to apply it every day because it just does the job. Um, and so I was just cruising like that, and uh, I was, you know, talking at conferences, and I did some special art project, uh, perfume art projects, and that kind of stuff. And then I met Ron, and then Ron was that was in uh two oh one, and then and then winter two oh two, we just started working together. So, and that was uh, was interesting because I was like, oh my god, well we're gonna like kill the romance. It's a bitter. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. And I said, well, as long as it doesn't get too serious, we keep it like a lemonade stand. So Mm. lemonade stand has grown.
0: The lemonade stand (laughs) has grown big time.
1: So we're really like over uh, 30 years in the making and the living libations part is like over 20 years old now. Oh, that's amazing. I think
0: I discovered it in about 2007 maybe oh you're early yeah yeah well everybody has to try the sea buckthorn best skin ever right yeah. it's my first one for sure that i tried back then and yeah and then i haven't put you know and from when i discovered you i haven't put any soap to my face yeah. mostly to my body just in yeah. certain various yeah, just pits it's and very pits. areas right yeah. but other than that there's no way there's no way i just no, oh, so I love that. That's well, big, and what's
1: fun too is we even have clients that are like like thirty years, you know, which is right. just so beautiful. You know, right. I just love that. And that's a testament to you and to your products, right? If uh, yeah, clients yeah. that
0: long, there's got to be something to it. <laughs> so that's amazing. That's awesome. So okay, so thank you for that. That's really uh, so interesting. I love how it just started and it just kind of never stopped. You just yeah. got into it, and it, just evolved. Okay, so natural skincare. So. What do you, what do you, what is natural skincare? So can we talk about some key products externally and internally? Are you educating people also on the internal part of it? Cause there's some couple different. Yeah, to me, it's
1: like products. inextricably bound. You know what okay. I mean? The internally external, cause cellular health. I mean, it's just the, really the outside is a reflection of the insides and not to make that like a hallmark card moment, but it just, it just is right. Cellularly, right. it's going to be reflected right. on the skin and the health of the skin it's our largest organ of elimination right which is like right it's not urinary or what are the digestive tract we're like you know it's it's a breathing living tapestry that is bountiful with billions of bacteria you know it's just this tapestry that's teeming with cells and microbiota and really as gross as it sounds we have to allow the bacteria to be the beautician And what we're generally doing, sort of the advent of modern, quote unquote, skincare, since chemicals came along and have been increasing ever since, like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, blah, blah, blah. And those chemicals really, you know, no pore in our body is parched for petroleum. So those chemicals aren't really maintaining our skin or our systems. It may, may do something temporarily to like plump up, plump up sort of cells with a humectant or something. Only to create long-term drought where the cells sort of shrivel up because there's a process of osmolarity and different things. But basically what I'm saying is the drugstore, the over you know, all that over-the-counter beauty, blah, blah, blah. It um is really each bottle is almost like a catch-22. It's sort of putting yourself in a little vicious cycle mm. every time you're using something, that benzoyl peroxide to put on an acne which then just throws off the stratum corneum, the top layer of the skin, the little bacteria that need that little bit of like food source from the sebum. And again, it sounds gross, but we cannot like, that's the soil, you know, they're like the bacteria, the soil of the skin needs this. And so uh, we want to use things that don't disrupt the biology of the body. And so when I'm looking to care for an area of the body or I'm like, you know, Hey, you know, like douches and what, you know, all the vaginal stuff. Yeah. So you take a concept, right? And you're like, okay, obviously that's not right. So, but before we're even, maybe even using diluted apple cider vinegar or something to do a douche, it's like, wait, before we add even a product, like what's the biology of the body? What's the natural thing that's supposed to be happening here? And really, when you look into the yoni, into the vagina, It's like the original self-cleaning oven. It's got its own, you know, (laughs) it's got its own system. And maybe there's an unpleasant aroma because there's like candida. Maybe the candida is coming from the KY lubricant that is glycerin based and literally feeding the yeast. Right. So first, before we add anything external to the body, even if it's a lovely product I've made, right? We want to tune in. And like, how do we get that part of the body going? Or how do we like, you know, be with it rather than disrupt it? And so then that can feed into like washing your oil with the best skin ever, right? You're washing, you're not using soap, right? which probably a lot of people went, oh, you know, that's intriguing. You know, what's going on there? And so again, uh, we're looking, you know, also how did ancient cultures wash their skin? What's going on there? It's good when we can look at times when things weren't invented, some, you know, to maybe mm-hmm. see what's going on and really cross culturally trans historically, you're finding many different ways, but really kind of all oil based and, you know, massaging and almost sort of like there's this, you know, like the gua sha or the scraping of the skin And scraping is a harder word, but I haven't found a better one. But, you know, you're just moving uh, things over the skin to tone and condition the skin, which is also tonering, toning the extracellular matrix in between. You know it's not just a surface job, so you've got like Turkish baths, and they had the Striegel, which was like a, sort of a metal again, it's like the back of a butter knife. This is very, you know, like a palette um, for the skin, or they have the guasha, which could be made out of uh crystal or bone or like ho- or horn. Um, then you or some people would use silk cloths. Uh, you've got the Berber women always using oil to cleanse um, because it lifts off dirt, it actually lifts things out of the pores in a different way than soap. And then we look, but then of course you're asking also about natural, right? So Mm -hmm. go to a health food store and maybe those oils and maybe not though, because then we've got other issues of of course, choice and quality in your natural selections. So things like peach kernel oil, apricot kernel, grape seed, um, almond oil, first when you get by the time you have it at your house it's already rancid if and it's
0: almond even oil is not a good one almond oil's not no. a good choice no okay it's
1: be, if it's actually real almond oil um and we kind of need to give the almonds a break
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding right <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, for the bees, um it won't it, it it will be rancid if it's real by the time it's at your house and then if it but it, it may not even be 100% almond oil cuz it's quite expensive and it does go rancid easily. Grape seed is, is processed with a lot of solvents. Mm. Um, Cause even that dark green isn't, it's true color. And um, yeah, peach kernels also can go rancid and stuff where my mainstay, and this has been since the nineties, um, it's so beautiful is jojoba. It's this beautiful desert plant and it's, you know, so it's got a tenacity against the elements and it's, it's a, it's actually a liquid wax. It's not an oil. And so it is stable. So it is liquid, but it's stable if stored properly for a hundred years. Wow. And there's no, like, that is like, you know, not even oil, me you know, not even olive oil will be that stable, obviously, right? Right. Right. Um, I mean, maybe if it's, I don't know, stored properly and who knows, but generally speaking, Um, you know, coconut oil is very tenacious as well, but I don't know if it also lasts for a hundred years either. So it's pretty amazing. Um, so we, yeah, we work with jojoba oil and it's also the plant oil. That's most like our sebum. So it's got a real synthesis there. And uh, so that's what, you know, what, what you want to use. And again, you don't have to buy anything I've made, but if you want to do your own oil, like then just get a beautiful bottle of organic jojoba. And I have recipes in renegade beauty of things you could add to that. Or a beautiful bottle of olive oil, like a true extra virgin, you know, cold press, all that good stuff. And if you just had like a liter of that or whatever, a pound, you know, you would literally be and that's all you use to care for your body. You'd be like so much better off than buying anything from the, you know, the regular world.
0: Yeah. What I started doing is I actually grow
1: calendula every year in my
0: garden. Oh, beautiful. And I pick all the petals and then I dry them and then I infuse calendula and I get helichrism dried flowers and the yes. calendula and rose petals and I infuse that into my olive oil and I use options with that. So, and you're That's the inspiration beautiful. for that really, truly, because back in the day with the sea buckthorn best skin ever and the, the other trying different best skin ever, it's like, I, you just want it to, well, I'm, I'm the kind of person who wants to do these things, right? I like to ferment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and oh, It's yeah. so much fun. So yeah, that's what I do is I grow for my own and I just love, it. it's just like, that's so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. If you have St. Wild St. John's wort, that's a beautiful one too, to infuse in the so, olive oil. Oh, okay. Cause it also has, it's these beautiful yellow flowers. And, um, but the, if you press the yellow petals, it's red, like a little red comes out. Oh. And when you infuse in the olive oil, you get this beautiful radish oil that's oh, just okay. so great. And it's lovely, you know, for sunning and hair okay. oil. And And I know somebody who she has this
0: really terrible stuff going on in her, her wrist. And the only thing that helps it is St. John's wort oil
1: and infuse St. Oh, wow. John's wort. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really good for nerves. I wonder what's going on there. But yeah, that's okay. and There is
0: like... some nervous tension going on within it too. So that's interesting because there is mm-hmm. it is coming from that, I think. So I
1: would that's add some cool. peppermint to that. And I think she's got a good like peppermint organic essential oil.
0: Right. Okay. Cool
1: That'll That'll that help. Good. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. So we got the oils. So what so that's the basis. But yeah, that's because that's I sort know. of like 101. See. And then just if you're gonna just get your soap and you know, get like farmer's market or we make a clay one and a charcoal one. And you just it's going to probably last a long time. You're just going to like, you know, brush, you know, wash your hands, scrub your nails, pits and bits. That's it. Right. That's yeah. for soap. Yeah. Done. Um, deodorant is a big one. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've got, you know, aluminum, micro dosing, aluminum for like 40, 50 years. That's up even some of the natural deodorants like that natural stone
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously isn't a stone. It's got a, a, a form of aluminum in it as well. Right. Maybe safer, but I don't know. I don't want it.
0: No. <laughs> and no. it doesn't really work,
1: but it, we make, I've forever been making these things called poetic pits because when I was doing a deep dive into sandalwood once Oh, so long ago, it has a phyto hormone phyto being plant plant hormone uh, and drosterone, which is a, kind of a unisex, well, we have all the hormones, don't we, both men and women? Mm -hmm. Um, So we both have that and it is affiliated with our pit. It's sort of like excreted. Uh, And so I thought, "Mm, there must be a real synergy there. And it's literally, so we use sandalwood, which is so exquisite as like the base, which is unheard of because people be looking for a way to dilute or fill it, which is inexpensive. And then we add to that other beautiful oils that are perfect for the pits and we they're so popular because they are literally like, you know, I don't, I don't shower every day Um, or bathe. I'm a bather. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is Mm. the pit thing works. Like for sure. Most people, if you're not like rinsing it away, you should get three days out of it. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And people find, you know, they can be doing hot yoga or sweating at the gym and people will follow them out and be like, why do you smell so good you've just been sweating like i need to know <laughs> yeah. and the poetic pits is kind of like this pied piper because people are like what are you wearing and when you heat up it's fun because this the aroma actually comes out more so if right. you're kind of right when you heat up because you're sweating or nervous or something then this nice aroma comes out so it's really fun
0: nice nice so some basic so that's the thing like why this is also people why this is such an important interview it's like We are exposed to so much crap out there, right? There's things that we can't avoid. There's coming from the sky, it's in our water, it's in the exhaust, it's everywhere, it's in the microplastics, it's in the glyphosate, it's everywhere. But what shocks me is how we voluntarily put this crap on our bodies and then it just compounds one after the other all day long. Perfumes, detergents, fabric softeners, lotions, hair stuff, like it's just shocking what we voluntarily do on top. Like it's
1: such so a, true. it's
0: so, yeah. that's why this is also so important. It's like, not only do we remove all that garbage, but we're actually having functional products, right. That will actually have an effect on the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so fun. I mean, when you really dive into essential oils, which are a big part of our palate, I mean, really, they're just, I mean, there's these lovely creatures, so to speak, that they smell and they're beautiful and there's just, I love them so much. And then they're also so hardcore when they're real and genuine and pure that they're all like from the rose to the magnolia to the clove and the cinnamon, they're all varying degrees of being antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. And then what's also super cool in the day, which we are now of understanding the microbiome and needing something in our bodies and in our system that can help with the pathogens but not disrupt the beneficial bacteria and you know for the intelligence of plants that's what we have here in the essential oils and i and we learned that i we'll talk about it next time but just through the use of essential oils in oral care researchers are now able to see that the essential oils act as quorum sensing inhibitors which is just a qsi a term meaning. They stop the gene expression and communication of pathogens in the body. So that clove oil, that cinnamon, and now we know why they've been used for thousands of years for effective oral care. And then what we also learn is they can clean up the pathogens while working with the beneficial bacteria. So they can bust through biofilms, they can tidy things up, but not be this like indiscriminate assassin like an antibiotic is, which just decimates the whole area. And even for like over a decade now, for example, in, in agricultural farms in Europe, they're using rosemary and oregano essential oils in the feed instead of antibiotics. Really? Yeah. Wow. So if they're, oh. if they're, and, and yet it's right, like this beautiful aroma, like lavender, you think, oh, that's just like a granny, some granny <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> but it's, you know, it can heal scars. It's cell rejuvenating. And so when you're working with ingredients, not just like, so you got your over-counter stuff and then we're looking for alternatives, but it's like, we're not just creating an alternative or something that's neutral, right? It's just like, right. Well, it's not going to harm us, but at least, right. you know, but we're creating things that will be beyond neutral and, you know, working with your immune system, things rich in monoterpenes and helping to actually heal a keloid or soften that scar or bring some circulation to the under eye area that actually gives those periorbital dark circles a chance to evolve and go away, right? What would be something so, that would do that for examples? I bet you people want to know what that is. So what yes. would you <laughs> ask? Well, there anything I'm saying, there's usually some kind of concoction in Renegade Beauty. So I just want to say that because it's not I, like I, you have to buy what I oh, know. say um, it, say but. it. No, absolutely. Uh, but our Open Eye Sky Serum, is 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 for that. We've created with cooling oils and yarrow and chamomile. It's like literally a beautiful blue hue from all the obviously to me in my head, because it's blue, anti-inflammatory oils, which they are, they're rich in chamazuline, and it's cooling, and so it brings circulation to the area. We have so many reviews that it actually works to heal that like to take that away, improve it, let's say, because it's going to be different for everybody. And then you you know it's connected to the kidneys as well so in my book i'll give other examples like not showering in chlorine is super helpful for that as well and even sort of you know alkalizing the body in the morning so like because the kidneys there's a reflection in chinese medicine with the health of under the eyes and the kidney adrenal health so a simple thing like a pinch of um baking soda and a pinch of sea salt or one or both in a, in water in the morning, great thing to do. So simple. Mm-hmm. Gives you see that little pinch of alkalinity, you know, makes the kidneys relax.
0: Yeah. And don't go, that- yeah.
1: Anytime in the book, too, or I'll go deeper, or like even when even our customer care. I mean, we always say, like somebody's like, oh my God, my hair's shedding. So, you know, we'll go into it, we'll give tips, and then we'll be like, you know, and this and this, look at this and this and this, because of course, right? It's not going to be separate. But that being said, one thing I love about the sea buckthorn or the best skin ever is washing with oils is that we're literally seeing just beautiful changes on people's skin tone without them having to change their diet, which is great because sometimes, I mean, I totally think it's all connected, right? But when you can get, if you have acne and, you know, I'm sure uh, like there's a, and you're not happy about it, then there's probably a part of you that might not be energized enough to like cut out that thing that might be irritating you or have that, you know, to do, or you might have the energy to do an elimination diet. But if you can like sort of get a little bit ahead of it and start, you know, the skin start clearing up and you're able to see those results, it can be just so encouraging, right? Especially if it's something that you've struggled with for a few years. And so that's what I love is that, you know, there are solutions that don't always require a lifestyle change which can get things flowing, which is great, because it can be overwhelming too, to just find out, you know, everything in your life is toxic. Right. <laughs> That's right. moment.
0: Yeah. It is so much of it is. So, okay, so there are some, so I, there's some obvious ingredients that we don't want to have. We don't want any of the surfactants. We don't want to have any of obviously the, petrol the petroleum-derived ingredients and byproducts and things like that but there's a couple ingredients that I want to ask you about because one of them, well, there's two, but they're in a lot of very, even some of the cleanest stuff out there, they'll have, for example, glycerin in there and glycerin, mm-hmm. or if you still say,
1: but used to say that it's less than best for the skin. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that so, would like toxic, toxic. Although also they could, you know, you got to have a good source and it is a useful thing like glycerin, right? Where like, it's, it's a useful product on the planet, so to speak, but in a skin in, for the skin, um, it's not so good because that's what I was talking about before with the osmolarity. So when scientists were looking at the effects of KY jelly in the vagina and in the, the walls of the vagina, I'm sure that's a proper name, um, vaginal walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> what they found was because of this thing called osmolarity. So can, it would you know think of your vaginal wall or your your face. Um, yeah. It's it's just a like this thing from grade nine science, basically, osmolarity. But when the, the glycerin makes the cell think it's got to even out its water balance, so the cell will like shed water, shed plump. So you kind of get the plumpingness temporarily, but it really creates a long-term drought. And so with the use of KY jelly, what researchers found is that the cells in the uh-huh. vagina would slough off faster, mm. would create an environment... For more transmissibility of STDs and the vaginal cells looked like shriveled up raisins under the microscope. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, you know, we don't and we don't need it. It's not like, oh my God. Right. Damn, but it's used your- in so
0: many things that they'll
1: have all these amazing
0: ingredients in there, but one of the top ones is glycerin. And I'm always looking for it's that. Filler.
1: It's filler, 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 right. filler, filler.
0: Right. Okay. And another one that's super super popular these days is hyaluronic acid. What are
1: your thoughts yes. on that? It I I'm not a fan. I think we want to get it from food sources. Um there is also there's it's also molecularly too large to topically be of effect on the skin. Um I think like hyaluronic acid, yes, as a as a thing in our bodies and you know as a nutrient it does do all those things does the cream do that or whatever no and it also is made from um like muscle waste water refining I write about it in the book it's kind of Mm -hmm. weird and like it's kind of when my mind tunes out like when they start talking about just all that weird stuff or there is a more there is a vegan one but it is also it is grown on a lab in bacteria it's really weird process bacterial process some of them which are even making perfumes out now like out of like e coli and stuff they're literally growing like the lab like you know for like the the franken perfumes i call them of like you know the the ones that you're going to pay all the money for Right, right,
0: right yeah
1: I write about that in Renegade Beauty too. The Okay. That Franken-perfume okay. thing.
0: Okay, so not, because I've been like, oh, hyaluronic acid, yes, because there's low
1: molecular no, weight. It's, it's, like it's literally a waste of money. Right. It's, again, we have to, yeah, definitely things do do things on the planet and plants do things. Yeah. Uh, but we just have to like not get excited <laughs> because it's usually, <laughs> it's usually BS, especially if it's like that main normal, like I mean, you know, generally speaking. Okay.
0: So now, because I'm at an age where, you know, things have definitely changed. What are some, so how, how much can we reverse? So I'm noticing, you know, there's sagginess. So I I don't mind lines so much, although, you know, smoother is nicer, but there's sag is this, elasticity. How much can we reverse that and change that? And what are some key ingredients to pick our face back up?
1: Well, yeah, first we're not assaulting the body with toxins that then make cells the cells and the liver and all that like harder. Cause then that right. will literally age us because we're aging the systems. Right. Um then where was I gonna go with that? Oh yeah. So then yeah, wrinkles, whatever. But then what also is happening to us pretty much at 30 is there is the very slow shrinking of bones right? Mm. And muscle loss. I know we don't have to, obviously there are things you can do for the muscle and the bones. We can all do things for this, but right. It's just so slow that you don't notice it. And then also in the thirties is the loss slowly of the hormones. So things like the progesterone and stuff that keep, that helps to keep the skin, you know, Mm -hmm. plump and it's, own. not just keep the skin systems going. So there's all that, but we're very obsessed with the skin, obviously, And it's there. And that's what we're seeing in the mirror. Yes. But we have to go underneath that, obviously, because that's what I like where I like to explore. And so what's really important is that we take care of the infrastructure. So I'm sure everything you talk about on your podcast is helping with that. Right. That we're actually getting the nutrients we need and that kind of thing. But I do feel because I don't know whatever current Adrian, I think there are, you know, maybe nutrients are harder to get. Maybe we all had, you know, leaky gut for 10 years and we didn't know we weren't getting, I don't know, like all those, all those factors, Um, you know, and plus we're not outside. So we're not getting, so the, the main, I'm going to tie it together. You know, some of the main things in Renegade Beauty book is, I think the general thesis is we're not going to get revived from, you know, another bottle of hyaluronic acid or really another bottle of anything on a deep level. We have to, we want to want to get to know how do we engage with the elements that part of the cosmos is what's gonna pick a mother up right not another bottle of hyaluronic acid right and so we want to know how to engage with the sun with fresh water fresh air walking through the forest lying on the earth eating the gifts of the forest you know all that kind of stuff that's deeply what's going to revive and you know personally i feel the sun is one of it's personally for me the reviver right and so we want to know how do we work with the sun and the skin and that stuff we go into. Um, so me so for me, I feel like that's all a part of having healthy skin. Yes, including going in the sun, because we need the mitochondrial nutrients, or it's just like going to be a battle with your face. Because like, you know, if we have mitochondrial cellular decline, then it doesn't matter what we're putting on our face. So, and we want to take care of the bones and the muscles and the mitochondria first. That's like foundational mm. and the di- obviously digestion for skin. And when we're taking care of the mitochondria, we're kind of taking care of everything. Um, so that's really key. So things like PMF, it's really PEMF. I say it really fast sometimes. Uh, so I forget that E, but PEMF, Pulse Electromagnetic Frequencies there's all kinds of devices out there and scales and and podcasts where you can really learn about it. But bones are piezoelectric, so they're going to respond to that pulsed electromagnetic mm-hmm. frequency. It's the opposite of an EMF. It's the pulse of the earth. And if you have a serious enough machine, you will feel your bones and muscles, you know. And if you focus with it and work with it, it's like it's amazing because you will you will grow that, get that bone density that's wow. the word, bone density. Right. And and actually, uh, yeah, PMF has even been approved for a few decades for use. I mean, whatever we think of astronauts, but anyway, or like whatever's going on there. But <laughs> um, but for muscle loss, it has been approved right. for like a serious thing like that. So I think that's kind of neat. Just, right. just go the other part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so PMF is really good, but we have to think of the infrastructure, right? Because it's like, or if we think of surgery, which are some people's solution, right? Then we're just sort of pulling this skin over the drum, but the right. drum is shrinking. Right. Right. And it starts
0: looking like a freaking nightmare over time. People get addicted to it. And then it's just exactly. like. Exactly.
1: But we're happened? losing muscle in our face. And then, like, I mean, I haven't looked into Botox that much, but then we're literally losing muscle because then I guess we're not, we're not using the muscle with right. the Botox. You know what I mean? We want to oh, keep yeah. that going. We want to keep the muscles active. And we only just found out a few years ago that muscles are an organ and mm. we've got to keep those going there. It's very, you know, basically very anti-aging to keep your muscles going and your bones. You know what I mean? Right. So we've got, that's, I think, really key for us to think about aging. Cause I think we're always thinking about just sort of, you know, the skin, but what's the Price. skin, you know, over? What's it? Coming? So that's important to know. And um, yeah, there's so many ways into it. I think we just have to stop. We don't want to be looking at the mirror and just
0: I know, you and know. it's it's become an obsession. However, I know people <laughs> wanna know in your say your more your anti-aging type of products, what are some key ingredients that you have put? in
1: there yes the- well oh yeah i was gonna say like so people ask which one's the most anti-aging in that and i just really truly like we're um like everything's anti-aging on one level because i'm really just you know really what is you know the biggest you know the number one disease is really aging mm. that's where, right our, our thymus glands start shrinking involuting at 16 16. Yes. Okay. Right. Wow. So it's like, yeah, We've got it. There's, you know, wow. there's some things in place that we want to uh, get over and we can actually talk, I'll talk about the essential oils and then we'll talk about the melatonin since we sort of talked about that in the beginning. Cause it's very anti-aging. Okay. Um, I'm not an expert, but I think I could share some practical wow. things there. So what's so fascinating about the essential oils and you can really go into it. And I mean, the ones that we're using in the skincare obviously are the choicest ones for skin. And then there's variations on sort of like type, like not that there, I don't believe in that other skin type thing, but if you're sort of figuring it out or you've got a lot of eczema as opposed to acne, you know, then we can make choices yeah. within those realms. But the great thing is really whenever you dive into like any essential oil that we're using on the skin, whether it's chamomile or marjoram or frankincense or rose, again, all in varying degrees, they all have cell rejuvenating properties. They're also able in studies like sandalwood, geranium, they're able to take cells that are sort of going off into an abnormal course and bring them back into line. Right. They, there are, you know, lots of anti-cancer studies. I mean, it kind of yeah. depends like what are you using it for or how, but they do the work. They seal the skin. I had a friend that um, had skin cancer removed from his leg and for a year and a half, it wouldn't seal up and he liked going in the ocean and stuff. It was a year and a half. And I'm like, buddy, (laughs) I just gave him my bottle of frankincense that I was traveling with. I'd like pour it on a couple of times a day, just straight. Because sometimes there are phases when you've got open skin where you want to seal it. And uh, uh, some essentials can be used neat, like, like immortelle frankincense, lavender. Again, it's got to be really clean and pure. And you're just, it's almost, you know, it's, it doesn't have oil. It's not fatty. So it's just like literally cleaning. It's antiseptic. Oh, it's healing the scar. Oh, yeah. It sealed up in three days. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so then he thinks I'm a wizard.
0: And I'm like, it's wow. not me. It's the well, frankincense. The is amazing. Amazing. I knew a woman that she said she had lymphoma and she had a tumor. She said she turned her head with like a tennis ball was sticking out of her neck. Oh. And frankincense alone flattened it right away. Put it like Oh, you know, wow. It. Yeah. I mean, she, that's beautiful. She, she started changing her diet and things, but that's the main therapy that she used.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, if things are in the body, yeah, you just shrink. If you can, you want to shrink before you cut, if possible. Right. Not giving right. it like general, right. that's very general advice, but like shrinking. Right.
0: right. And so what's the difference between say your essential oils that you have and you have for sale compared to the general ones that we're finding on the store shelves?
1: Yeah, well, just kind of like wine, you can have your boxed set of <laughs> boxed wine, right? and then you could all kinds of things there, then you can have, oh, actually real wine, and then you can have like, you know, vin- vintners wine, and like people that are doing long, slow distillations and caring how the grapes are going, so th- that's sort of going on, and, you know, I, as I was in university, that's when I started researching around the world and writing to distillers and gathering my my team of distillers, so to speak. And so I've been working with a lot of my distillers for over 30 years and the quality is so important, right? Otherwise you don't have a genuine oil and it's not going to do anything except, you know, not be good. Or maybe you think you could put frankincense on your skin, but if it's not real, you know, then, you know, it's not good. So yeah, you only want to work with the genuine authentic thing. There's a lot of shenanigans that go on out there, including even just like bottling a cheaper oil, like, um amorous balsam which is a lovely wood but it's bottled for sandalwood right or casey oh, bark oh. is bottled instead of cinnamon bark very different right so you want to know and we put up a, we have lab tests that we put up on h oil page so people can really explore and stuff and we test again yeah, because we even though we trust all our distillers we like to test you know test as well just keep on right. testing
0: Right, right, right.
1: And what do you think about things like so you have your
0: ozonated tooth products? What about yeah. ozonated oils for the face for facial care? Do you do you like yeah. products we, for the face?
1: Yeah, we have the we have our doodabs. So doodabs are created about 20 years ago, which are these spot treatments for like scars, acne, aging, what all the little things that go on the face. They're very concentrated. And then we took the the beautiful doodab family. <laughs> doodab, be doodab, jewel dab, and Zippity do dab. <laughs> and then we made for uh, we have them all in ozonated versions. So it's like a concentrated oh, serum gel that you can put on topically. And then also we took that tes- Tesla technology because it was Nikola Tesla that that invented moving ozone through olive oil to capture right. the ozone. Yeah, and um then we've made the world's first like Tesla lip gloss, basically. Mm-hmm. And so we use our beautiful red root and we infuse the ozone and we have like a red natural, truly natural lip gloss that you oh. can put over. We have bombs like a chocolate ruby bomb and you can just put that gloss on as the top coat. Or you can even use it on your cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we just came out with a mascara. I've been working on that for years and we just launched it in November. And I it's, saw that. okay. Uh, it's like the cleanest, greenest. Uh, that I could possibly make it's amazing and I actually I'm actually having fun putting it on like I don't wear it much Um, you know I just when I leave the house sometimes which isn't that much (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to where you live no I don't because I have have my my uh, work headquarters is just like a 10-minute walk through the woods and I'm I'm here it's so beautiful here Um, but I really I have fun putting it on now it smells beautiful there's frankincense in it and we put peptides in it and it like, literally my lashes are the longest they've ever been, which is funny to get, you know, just from topically it.
0: applying it. Does it, yeah. it actually works that way? Yeah.
1: Wow! I mean, yeah, I was like shocked. I was like, you know, cause it might be weeks before I put it on again. And then in the fall, I was like, oh my gosh, I have the longest lashes I've ever had. Wow. Amazing. Which is fun. Cause you don't yeah. expect that, you know?
0: no definitely see they yeah. function in a different way and what yeah. do you think about um so that's another functional ingredient so what about like dmso
1: in skincare yeah that's a great thing so uh, yeah that's a great thing to have in your whatever your uh, kitchen cabinet or what, your yeah. apothecary and then what's really good though is is just taking that and mixing it with you know a little bit of jojoba and essential oils. And then the DMSO drives those oils in. So I would, yeah, like I used to make a special blend for, yeah, this beautiful woman who had like a swollen ankle, right? And it was just like, it was so much better than DMSO alone.
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: we have a blend called uh, Feeling the Shoulder of the Lion Balm. And you can add that and even make your own, it's kind of like a tiger bomb, but you could even add that to the DMSO. So just like amplify or marjoram is really good. Cause that's a real good, like muscle analgesic, so to speak. I mean, not like an analgesic analgesic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll just, it just makes the DMSO like a thousand times more powerful. Right,
0: right, right, right. Combining it with the oils, amazing. Yeah, And so let's go into a little bit more before we get into cause I want to talk, okay sun and microbiome there's a few okay let's go to sun because I love the sun I love the way I look and feel when I'm getting out in the sun I have to say I've been hibernating a lot I like to knit a lot in the winter time and I do winter yeah it is but I should get out there more but once out, so I burn myself pretty good once a year usually as soon as I start working my garden and I'm always terrible for that I did make my own kind of zinc sunscreen a while ago and I use it once and it it works and then I don't use it and then I don't need it anymore but I love it in the spring you're just building up that base right but it's amazing how strong like I still get burnt burnt in the spring but people would equate sun exposure with aging but when we were just talking a little while ago you're saying that's a part of keeping your skin healthy yeah
1: let's talk no sun is no sun is aging in another way so our skin was designed to be exposed to the sun's rays. There is an ancient relationship there that we want to enjoy and maintain. And we just have to learn how to do it right. And like, obviously, let go. You know, Once again, God, let go of what everybody told us. Look at the body. Look at the sun. Look at biology and figure things out um i do go deeply in it i have a whole chapter in renegade beauty where there's tons of citations and stuff so just so people know that you know you can check things out and i'm always going to go really grounded in especially if i'm going to start undoing something like the sun right right so melanoma is a very serious and um lethal can be very lethal cancer so it's not it's not good but it's generally what we're seeing by many many studies it's not made by the sun There's a really good book called Myth on Myth, Sun and Melanoma by Dr. Bernard Ackerman. He was the founding father of dermatopathology, which is the more serious form of dermatology because they study diseases on the skin. And of course, Dr. Ackerman was always sporting a tan because he knew that that was the key to longevity. And, um, oh my God, there's just so much that we can combine from so many realms of knowledge from, you know, even our eyes are totally designed to be exposed to the sun as well. And not like there's other cones that have nothing to do with vision that are sending the sun signals, you know, which we probably will never fully understand all those wavelengths and gamma rays. And it's talking to the mitochondria and it's also tuning into our circadian biology. So if we're not out in the sun and we're just replacing that with just computer screens and stuff all the time, we really are like, because this the clock, right, is very important. And before we go into the clock, just a few more things on the sun and skin. So we need to be, we need that sun exposure. Yes, we can take vitamin D and K2, and I do in the winter combined, because I'm in Canada like you, mm-hmm. and we need the sun. So also it's good to get, there's an app called D-Minder, and you'll just put in your longitude, latitude. Um, it's made by a grassroots uh, vitamin D organization, so you buy the like $3 version, put in your program, and then you'll always have that. So when, it, so they will tell you, when is the UV coming in the day? Cause it's going to shift, right? Every like, yes. so we haven't had sun from November this 1st, and it's going to come back February the 12th, right where I am in Ontario. So I count the days and obviously it's ah. super weak for February, but I will, I will sometimes just like, luckily I have a, like I can open up my sliding doors and I have sun, you know, in the house. So I will like sometimes mid February, especially the last few years where I couldn't go anywhere. I just like you know four hours in that February sun. The windows are open, minus uh-huh. ten whatever, and I'm just there. Maybe I've got a blanket around me because I like need to get back into that circadian rhythm. Now we have a red light bed, so it's helping a bit more. Oh, but, um, geez. You know, so so there's that. Now there's not just the UVV. So the U, sorry, the UVV is um right. We got to go back to the rays, the rain, what's in a rainbow? We've got the, you know, Roig biv, the red, yeah. orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, or indigo-violet. So red is the first. So that's the first, you know, that red's always there. It's sort of the base note of the sun rays. And you want to get that morning light for other reasons. So sun gazing being in, then we're activating amino acids, hormones, just all sorts of things in the body. Then you want to look when is the UV coming in your area? And then you want to get a bit of that. you want to snack on that UV. And depending who you are and where you are and if you're Irish or Greek, it'll you know you'll figure out how long you got to be in the sun right. And you know if it's July or you know as we're getting stronger and stronger, I might you know do the morning thing and then I might wait and then go out at noon so I can really get that dose. and then it's a shorter amount of time you know, or if I want to have a longer time in the sun, then I'll maybe stay out all morning and then I kind of get out at once or before I'm getting, so I still only really got like, you know, a couple of, it depends on the day, of course, Like, but in like May, you know, you got to soak it all in. But so then you just know, and then you build up your base layer in the spring and then by July, you're fine because you have your base tan. And then you'll know when you have a tan that you're vitamin D sufficient, yeah. So it's an indicator. And then so not being sufficient in vitamin D, and we cannot just take supplements alone because there's a whole other biological, chemical sort of reaction. That's not a reaction, but a more of a relationship that happens when those rays touch our sun. Our skin pores dilate to receive those rays into the oh. body. Then a whole bunch of stuff happens. And I'm not even, you know, just touching upon it, but like we create antimicrobial peptides. We create catholicidins that are so key to the immune system. We create a healthy cholesterol sulfate, which is so important for our sex or, or hormones and all that juicy mm-hmm. stuff. So actually being in the sun, while we think of it, it maybe as like parched and parched and drying, it's actually, when engaged with properly, it's lubricating and it lubricates the insides. Wow. And if you're not applying gunk and goop and you're not drinking Coca-Cola and jumping in and out of your chlorine pool and spraying on copper tone, <laughs> then you're not baking <laughs> those things into the body yes. with its own issues. And when we're using sunscreen, forget all about the chemicals, which is enough. But the huge thing is that we, if we wear sunscreen, we receive the sun's rays divided. So now instead of UVB and UVA together as a team, as they should be, the sunscreen blocks the UVB, the Mm -hmm. vitamin producing UVB rays. So that's no good. And then you get just delivered the uva which on its own is sun damaging so it's damaging but it's
0: not burning you it's doing something else, like on its own like it's
1: not even yeah so you're not getting burnt but there's all these other things going on and obviously it's slowly but surely right and that's the worst thing because you think you're safe because you don't
0: have your burn your sunburn but yet you've got all this damage going on and you don't have that natural
1: signal to say, hey, buddy, get out of the sun now. Right. Yeah, so, how- de- And you are taking out that sort of alarm system, you know, but right. you want to get out of the skin sun before you're red. And the body can actually deal that we're designed to you know, somewhat deal with sunburns, too. Now, obviously, you don't want to repeat it. You don't want to keep getting there. But again, it's like, what are we offering the sun? it's a relationship. It's not just doing stuff to us. Like we think everything's doing to us. It's right. like, no, we're in a relationship with the cosmos yes. Yes. every minute. Yes. And so that's, how, that's how we're told for the protection of this and
0: that because we're so yeah. separate from it, right? It's like, we're so viewed as separate from everything rather than, no, no exactly. We are it, it's all part of the same one big happy community. There's so
1: there's a part of a Hafiz poem that's just like, the sun has been my lover for millions of years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah.
0: I've always enjoyed. I've always yeah. loved me. Except I did put vegetable oil on my body when I was young. Oh my, my body God. Body I did. All, I was wearing, you know,
1: baby oil. I mean, we would like, we weren't allowed. We would be at school and not allowed. And we'd like put tinfoil in our books. Oh yeah. There, you know, <laughs> roll down our knee socks. <laughs> oh. oh Well, how bad
0: for me is my yearly burn that I get?
1: not a problem at all problem. but this year you won't because you're gonna go slower you're gonna start early gonna you can start like you'll check for Alberta is that you're right you're in, Alberta. in Alberta. Yeah. Alberta yeah so you'll check you'll download that app and then you'll see when it's coming in and you're gonna okay. start in February right and that's what I need to do for real yeah.
0: that's what I yeah. need to do because it's so but it's just like I can't not be out there when it's so because it's like it's
1: just therapy you know it's yeah I, I hear you it's well, what so I started cool. doing this year is actually still being in the sun. I mean, yeah, if it's sunny, but and if it's not too cold, I'll open my window. And even though I'm not getting UV, I'm just going to get all the other light rays because right. we're also just, there's so much in those rays. So what I want to say about the melatonin, yes. which I found so just so fascinating because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, totally loving, I'm just, everything always to me goes back to the mitochondria. And I just feel like I learn more and more since I've sort of thought that about a decade ago. And it just always is like, oh yeah, that and that, like it just becomes more real or more like, yep, that's the right track. I mean, there was even a study that came out uh, a couple of years ago where they put um, Petri dish, very simplified, but like uh healthy mitochondria with cancer cells, no growth. Unhealthy mitochondria, cancer cells, growth, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's where also spermidine comes in, which is a uh, this uh, you know it's an uh, an ingredient from it's in everything. Spermidine it's in it's in sperm and it's in breast milk, but it's in every human, every plant, every food to varying degrees. So scientists have been wondering how to extract that because the um, polyamines are very, very anti-aging. And those have been studied for decades, but we have never had a concentrated form except maybe take like 40 pills of something. Mm. So they've extracted the spermidine out of the germ of the wheat and then remove the oils that would go rancid. And even people that don't eat gluten seem to be working with that because I don't eat gluten and they work for me. And then there's a newer, they made one out of chlorella, which I'm loving. Mm. And it's the concentrated spermidine And it takes care, I think in the end, we'll find out it takes care of all nine hallmarks of aging, but for now, it takes care of six. And what it does is autophagy, which is cellular cleanup, because even high functioning cells still have an excrement, a waste product, mitophagy, which is the same thing as the autophagy for the cells, but now we're talking mitochondrial cleanup, and then lipophagy, so it takes the white fat and evolves it into brown fat, good fat.
0: Oh, good fat. yeah. Oh, so wow. I mean, there's
1: that already, which is major. Um, the side effects, which this was what blew my mind, because I feel like for the past thirty years I've, tr- you know, if it's good for, you know, if it's a hair herb for hair, or beauty, like I've been there, I've tried it because I need to know, right? Because then I can tell y'all about it. Right, right, right. And um, first six days I was just like. I was blown away because already, like I could feel hair shinier, thicker, and I was already pretty sh- shiny and thick anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Nails harder and shinier too. And again, they, my nails are pretty strong. And again, I think I have pretty soft skin being, you know, formulating skincare things for 30 years. I didn't think it could get softer. It got so much softer. Wow. And then any kind of like, it was neat because I started taking it in the spring. And then as I was tanning like there was like a fading or like the whole melanocyte layer was really evening out. And it really has a synergy with the melanocyte layer, which is a bit much to get into right now, but there's the top layer of the skin, the stratum, um, the epidermis has five layers. The top is the stratum corneum. And then there's the melanocyte layer, which is, you know, bring up the melanocytes, which is related to um, your pigment. So is that and, your freckles and stuff too? Yeah, your freckles, your melanin. And melanoma, mm. and there's even a peptide called melanotan, which which can tan you. It's super fun. Um, and then even melatonin is has uh, a synergy with the melanocyte layer, which is really interesting. And what I want to say, bringing uh, melatonin into the picture, is because it is so amazing for tanning. Like you will not get burned if you take melatonin, I mean, maybe you could, at some point you could, obviously, but you're, it's very, it's amazing. Like redheads taking the melatonin and not getting burned.
0: Right. Do you mean taking it during the
1: day? Yeah. Taking it during the day. And then I was always like, okay, during the day, that's so interesting. And then I was blown away. I was about a year ago and I was just listening to this lecture by some doctors and it was about sunlight. So of course, I'm in <laughs> and, um, Then, and I love the mitochondria, I love the red light, I love the sunlight, and then they told me something that I'm so surprised we don't all know. So melatonin, pineal gland, nighttime secretion of melatonin, we all know that story. That's Mm -hmm. only about 5% of the melatonin story. What's actually going on is there's a daytime production of melatonin in the mitochondria. I heard you say that the other day, and- it's like, how is this not like major news? Like, that's crazy. How <laughs> is the New York Times? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so, why that's so fascinating is, yeah, because a, we need way more melatonin because it fades. So there, there you go. Right. As it, every hormone fades, um, there is no negative feedback loop for melatonin. So there's no um, level where there's a like uh, a uh, where you're like, okay, if you take uh, like a bioidentical estrogen you will produce less right so with melatonin you're not going to produce less by taking any amount which is super cool there also seems to be no toxicity level so right right like you can like there's no they like, had there's no place where it's, it's showing to be toxic so our capacity for melatonin is huge there's the daytime production that none of us are getting because that daytime production how does it happen red light mm. the time outdoors before the uv comes activates all those systems and creates the melatonin the mitochondria why do we have melatonin in the mitochondria it is the grand master antioxidant it is more powerful than glutathione which we thought was the master antioxidant more powerful than e and vitamin c so the melatonin is supposed to be in our cells from us being outside in the day because of our red light exposure then the melatonin is in that mitochondria and what it does is it acts like a coolant for the production of ATP the conversion of like our food energy into energy into the ATP and even in healthy bodies that conversion ATP conversion will also have its excrement so to speak and that's our free radicals it's the anti it's the oxidants and so we're supposed to have a lot of melatonin in our system to cool to to soothe that action, so that we're not letting all these free radicals escape into the body. Mm. So I found that all very fascinating. I wasn't a fan of melatonin because I had tried it once at night a couple of times. And I was just like, what? Like I just felt like hung over and weird and too many dreams. Like I feel like I'd skimmed the surface of my sleep and that's like a huge chunk of the population. So I was hesitant to try it during the day, but it's totally different during the day. It's a little like a CBD-ish like it's pretty like you're kind of chill and definitely like for the first few weeks, I was very dreamy. <laughs> so I was only, you know taking it on like a, a day where I'm maybe just you know working with myself, like I'm not having meetings. Yeah. Um, and I was just or even start, like starting on days I was not working at all. and I just thought, oh, I guess I'm just gonna do it on those days or whatever. but then it was really neat. I don't know what happened. But then I just became totally functional. Like, you know, I didn't even think I could do a podcast on it or oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Wow. How much are you taking? So then I started so doing 200 micrograms. 200. I'm doing these little suppositories made from Dr. Lawrence of Mitozen. Oh, okay. Doctor, Yeah, he's he's great. And so I was doing the 200. And I was just, oh, there were so many great things wow. happening. You know, like I just, and I, it really helped me really just like, like some COVID, you know, just feeling like I remembered, I, I still really had the memory of COVID, you know, which mm-hmm. we don't want, yeah. like, you know, just out waiting for the body to just fully clear it. So that was really amazing. I was loving, like, because I started in May, and then the tan, it was so great for tanning season. So that was really great. And um, then I actually started going up to 400
0: wow so i do
1: 400 a day and look i'm like, wow. totally like right yeah oh well,
0: i did listen to and i think it was dr Ryder who, who yeah, dr watched, Ryder's
1: great he's right? like the grandfather that kind of taught well he like dr john lawrence learned a lot from him because right. he's been he's been taking since 24 dr Ryder. he's 84 now and he's been wow. taking melatonin right you know and his lectures yeah. he's when you're seeing him he's probably in his 80s giving and he lectures. talks about like just
0: I think it was him. who was talking about these like end cases, like people had nothing else. Yes. Do, yeah. And they just go on super high dose melatonin and yeah.
1: like they, it's, it, it heals them. I'm yeah, so just so anecdotally, oh, because a lot of people around us are, are doing that now. And it's just like amazing. It's just like a general, if nothing too bad is going on, like it just seems like a general vibe, an upliftment. It's like right. a, a real inner lubrication. And then people like, I know that have like rheumatoid arthritis it's been oh. a game changer for like for those kind of things like pain and like inflammation right inflammation right. here you have the master antioxidant right so I do find like um yeah that I can really take it kind of up until about like if I forget I kind of want to try and you know get that suppository in before like six o'clock so it doesn't affect my sleep as much oh at p.m PM. PM. yeah so I can kind of yeah yeah so like that before the bed thing and not that pill thing I don't know just like you know not that program but it is good too because I found an interesting tip because I'll wear um you know blue blockers at night and generally you know we turn off all we have like red light bulbs that come on when the sun goes down and we try and keep that chill um but it's interesting because Dr. Russell because but my son like you're not getting the kids wearing the blue blockers but he was saying he just takes the melatonin and then that cause like literally exposure to blue light. Like if you turn on your light in the middle of the night, right. you're just like yeah. drop melatonin by 70%. Right. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. So yeah. he just takes the melatonin. He says like that compensates for the uh, ex- blue light exposure. So I thought that's good to know because yes. you know, we are living in those times where we need to know what to do. Yeah. Well, everything, modern life is completely backwards and it makes sense. And melatonin is connected to so much. So
0: see I was always hesitant with melatonin but once I found out there was no negative feedback loop then that changed everything for me but it, it,
1: it think of it as a circadian biotic
0: right right yes and yes. and they we're flipping the lights on at night and we're staying indoors during the day like it's of course all that production yeah. is going to be screwed up right
1: yeah crazy and crazy. like for for decades right so it's like yes. it takes a, a lot like you know even even putting on red lights at night, and you got a family, like it takes a bit of reprogramming. Yeah, we do have a red light bulb in our bathroom, our main bathroom, that we we screw in and unscrew the
0: other ones at night. That's the one. Yeah, we do, We just got
1: like a bunch of lamps with mm-hmm. you know with screw-in bulbs, and we just put put them everywhere with the bulb in them. Yeah, and then you know we just turn yeah. those on at night. Yeah, easy, easy
0: it has be low tech. It's totally doable. Cool. I know yeah. what you have to go now, so I could talk to you forever. Okay, we're gonna do another one, and we're gonna do dental stuff. But tell people, where do they find you? What is the best way to get your products?
1: Tell us all about that. So we're at livinglibations.com and really feel free to email us, ask us any questions. We also do free consults. Um, it is pretty booked, but it's fun. It's like we have mothers and daughters, bridesmaids groups. Like, it's Wow. So- Yeah, we'll try and answer any question. Like if you don't, I don't know, email us. We may have an answer, or we may send you off on a research rabbit hole. (laughs) That's an amazing. So we got that, and then you know, Instagram. The books are even on Audible. So holistic dentistry, dentistry, and renegade beauty on our site, on the bookseller sites, and Audible as well. And then you know, Instagram and all that. I did just remember though. Do you remember your question you were going to ask me back in Calgary? That Yes,
0: it was the glycerin one. That okay, way. Okay, it was yeah. a really basic one because I went up to the mic and I asked you a question about something else. then I came back and I'm like, shit, I want to talk about the glycerin because it's everywhere. <laughs> and it's in like super, super good stuff. And so that was it. It was a it was a really simple question, but it's been bugging me for years, actually. So now so I know. A really from it. We could have we taken yeah, it off your plate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is super fun, Nadine. I super appreciate your time. I know you're busy, busy, busy. So... I look forward to sharing this with everyone. Everyone, share this with people I know. I mean, there's so many things we can talk to. I I feel like we could go further to the microbiome and of the skin and of the everywhere, right? Because it's such an essential part of our overall health inside and out. But maybe we'll get into that again some other time. But there's so many things to get into. But guys, if you're not using natural products, at least start like dropping the drugstore products and you know get something cleaner. The toothpaste, the lotions, the shampoos, the everything. We don't need them. We don't need them. That's the thing. So thank you, Nadine. I super appreciate your time. Hold the line for one sec. I'm going to stop. Hey, everyone, until next time, have a great one. Bye.